You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Jaguar fans? This is your man, Tony Wiggins, with another edition of Locked On Jaguars here on a Thursday. I got to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson Podcast, which is on the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian Peacock is an NFL analyst, and Matt Williamson is a former scout. And they bring it to you Monday through Friday every day, and you can subscribe on the Odyssey app and get all of the latest from around the NFL on the Peacock and Williamson Podcast. Today's show, I want to talk about a few things with the Jaguars. Um, Lots of information that will come out uh, later on about uh, the planned facility that the Jaguars are going to make a proposal with the city. Obviously, it's going to take a while to get it done, but the standalone facility, uh, they're going to make a presentation of how they're going to try to get that done downtown, the standalone football facility for the future of this franchise uh, is a big part. But we'll wait and see if – Everyone can get on the same page and agree uh, with the construction for that. Um, but for the things that we're going to discuss that are uh, of importance to this season, the first segment I want to talk about somebody that's a little bit unsung, and that's Brandon Linder. Um, we're going to discuss his role on the offense, how important he is for Trevor Lawrence, being able to make the line calls early and the communication for the offensive line, and uh, basically being able to get that ball off and then still reset to keep guys from coming up the middle on the young quarterback because it's exactly what teams are going to do and try to knock Trevor off of his square a little bit. In the second segment, I want to talk about some guys that uh, I think need to step up this year and show themselves approved in order to pad what I think is some possible moves that may happen later on at the Mike Linebacker position. You're going to need depth and you're going to need guys that can – that can play uh, in the future. And so uh, Dylan Moses and Shaq Quarterman, two guys that played a lot of football in college, uh, one at Alabama, one at Miami. Of course, Shaq has been with the team now um, for an entire season. I think somebody needs to emerge as, uh, as a future linebacker, uh, a guy that can play in the middle. And, this is, and I'm going to use an example of some players from other teams that really showed up and allowed their team to move on from some veterans, um, you know, in, in, or in case of injury, when injury happens, how the next guy has to step up. An example I'm going to use is in San Francisco with a guy named Greenlaw. Um, the 49ers had uh, gone out and, and gotten Quan Alexander, and they, and they got some other people. But Greenlaw played so well for the 49ers next to uh, Fred Warner that it allowed them to move on from a more expensive player and an older player and an injured player, and they didn't miss a beat at that position. So I think it's important for that depth to really develop for the Jaguars. Third segment, I'm going to talk about the defensive backs and the importance of their profile and their athletic profile and what it means to this team and how that speed can actually be the difference between them winning and losing. The speed and the athleticism can be the difference. And I know it's more to it than just having speed and run, the ability to run. But I'm going to look around the AFC and I'm going to tell you why it's important for those guys to be able to shut those windows 
real, real good. And I think Urban Meyer and their staff has done a real good job of improving the athletic the athleticism and the the makeup, if you will, of that secondary. So that's three different things that we're going to hit. But we're going to start with Linder in the first uh, segment. Longtime center for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I always wonder why they moved him from guard to center. And I know the 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 easiest thing to say is because the center position at that time, if you recall, the Jaguars are actually having a hard time finding a guy. They tried to get Alex Mack for the longest time. Um, they thought they had him, and then Cleveland matched how the Jaguars uh, had uh, had structured the, the the contract that they had signed Mack to or the offer sheet. But it just never seemed like they were able to get that position. So Linder was so Brandon Linder was very very reliable. And he was a guy that could actually play all five line positions. He was – I thought he was going to be an all-pro guard. They moved him to center, and he hasn't really been an all-pro. But he's been very, very sharp and very reliable and probably one of the seven or eight best centers in the NFL on tape, according to guys that break the tape down. And I think that's the pivotal and important this year for this rookie uh, coming in. I, I do believe that when you have a young guy – you need a veteran up front that can make the line calls. You need a veteran up front that can set the protections. And you need someone that's reliable in the middle. Linder's 6'5", 308, and he's reliable in the middle when it comes to dealing with athletic guys and guys trying to storm the A-gap. Because, trust me, teams are not going to just sit back and let Trevor Lawrence pick them apart. These teams are going to come at him. And I think uh, it used to be so much concentration on the edge with the offensive linemen, but now these days teams realize you got guys like Chris Jones, you got guys like Aaron Donald that are going to come right up the middle on you, and teams are going to get really exotic also and send guys up the middle. So it's very, very important that the middle of that line is is um, fortified and protected for a young quarterback. So he's he's just underrated, and he's one of those guys I believe that is underappreciated because for a long time the Jaguars had Brad Meester. And Brad Meester played here for like 14 years. Feels like 48 years, right, that he played here. And it's a position that as long as you knew you had Meester, you just kind of forgot about it. And, you know, you look up now and five, six years later, the Jaguars have forgotten about the center position. And it doesn't – it's never come across as a liability. And sometimes when things are just that steady, we have a tendency to not have an appreciation for how good Brandon Linder has played. And I'm one of them. You guys know. I told y'all I don't break tape when it comes to offensive linemen. And when I do, I'm just trying to make sure nobody got pancaked or just whipped around the edge consistently. And But I can't really understand, um, you know, I've asked Tony Baselli in the past, what, what is a high hip when guys talk about high hips and, and leverage and being able to reset after initially being beaten, all of that stuff. I've gotten better at it. So, but I do trust guys like the Brian Baldingers of the world who really break that stuff down and – According to everybody that I I listen to, Brandon Linder has played well. And Brandon Linder is, is really an underrated piece on this offensive line. Now, I know I was, like, hoping that they did something to the offensive line the last two years, but it was always at the tackle or the guard spots. It was never – I want them to just be more athletic and, 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 and to not let some of the things that I saw happen in the past with guys getting overrun and, and you know, they, they've really, really improved in the running game, and I think that's why George Warhop has a lot to be happy about. But give Brandon Linder his flowers. That's what I wanted to do in this first segment. I wanted to give Brandon Linder his flowers. And he's a guy that I, I anticipate will probably get another contract and end up retiring here and being one of those guys that plays 10, 12 years with this organization. So 
let's just uh, root for him to stay healthy this year and give him his flowers. I know there were some people thinking that the Jags were going to move on from one of their guards, move Linda over the guard, and allow Tyler Shatley to be the center. That could very well happen, too. I don't know if it won't, but uh, I, I do think that we need to salute Brandon Linda for his consistency, and let's just hope that that continues coming up in, in the coming season. All right, in the second segment, man, we're going to do exactly what I said we were going to do. We are going to discuss the young middle linebackers, the guys um, that could really make a difference, and who knows, they might get called upon. We're not trying to put the I word or root for injuries to either um, Miles Jack or, of course, Joe Schobert. But sometimes you have to really and – and the Jaguars also made a move and got uh, Wilson out of uh, from Kansas City. But you still need depth and you still need young guys and you want some of these young draft picks and even the rookie free agents to, um, to be able to step up and show something and, and to prove that, hey, man, they're ready to go and they can play and step in in any minute. Because remember, we're not just talking about this year. We're talking about what the Jaguars are building into and as many of those young guys that they can get that can play. Well, that's a brick that's already – laid in the foundation that they don't have to replace in next year's draft. All right, so we'll do that in the second segment. I'll bring that to you in just a second on a Thursday here on Locked on Jaguars. I want to tell you about Credit Karma and why it has always been there to help you make financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait with Credit Karma Money. You can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Now, you just pay with your debit card. That's what you do. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. That's right. That's the way it works. When you use your credit card, money debit card, you'll win daily instant karma purchases, reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Wow. Credit Karma has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting right now visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma go to creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma that's creditkarma.com slash win money instant karma is sponsored by credit karma no purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. And as always, I want to tell you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is where you need to go to get your parts and accessories for your car. Doesn't matter the make, doesn't matter the model. Rockauto.com has it in store for you. And with the ever increasing Numbers of makes and models. It is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions? Is your parts uh, for your car, uh, is it an LX or is it an EX? And wait until the counterman comes back and orders the parts on his computer. Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You don't have to worry about that because at rockauto.com, you can get any brand you want. That's right. It's a family-owned business. It's been in in business for over two decades, giving the same service and same savings to local do-it-yourselfers as they do professionals. And you can go to rockauto.com, and they're going to ask you, there's a box. How did you hear about us? I want you to put Locked On in that box so they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the car parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. 
Moving along here on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Jaguars is Tony Wiggins. First segment, we gave Brandon Linder his flowers. This segment, we're going to talk about a couple of young players at a linebacker position that I think uh, could provide some help and some uh, this year, provide some depth, provide uh, uh, some young guys that could get coached up into the image of Charlie Strong and that crew and, and could really, really uh, – fortify the depth of that position in the past the linebacker position here in Jacksonville has, has always kind of been looked at sort of a, an, an after you know an afterthought you know just getting anybody it seems like they would pick guys up at the end of uh, training camp off of other rosters that were cut guys that were on the street just to plug them in and what do you know somebody gets hurt and all of a sudden you have those guys on the field and it's hurt you in the running game and it's also hurt you in the passing game the shallow passing game whether it's wide receivers or running backs I remember the Christian McCaffrey game. and I mean, he'll make anybody look bad, but it really looked bad for Jacksonville in that game at the linebacker position, especially on the interior. So what do I think of the young guys that they have now? Well, Shaq Quarterman was here last year. He's a kid that I, I know quite well. He played uh, – he was a freshman in high school when my son was a senior at Oakleaf High, so I watched him. And he was always a man-child. And then he went to the University of Miami four years later, and he started instantly as a, a freshman. So, so sometimes you can wonder if these guys peak too early. I don't think that's the case with Shaq. I just think Shaq has probably had to play behind some people and learn uh, some nuances of the NFL, maybe change his body a little bit. Uh, he's a stout kid. He's 6'1", 6'2", uh, really about 6'1", but he goes like 245 and is a hard thumping tackler. The question with Shaq was, can he move and get to certain spots? So in a 4-3, that may have been a little bit of a challenge because of the adjustment and the speed of the game. But I do believe in a 3-4, I think he may have to cover less space if you think about it because he has a little bit of help in, in the middle and he doesn't necessarily have to be a sideline to sideline player. And uh, the guys in a 3-4 in a, in a up front will be a little bit more stout because the edge is, the edge is taking care of the pass rush, the outside linebackers. And those guys are usually a little bit bigger and beefier, and they take up more blocks in a 3-4, which, which will allow Shaq to, to run and flow to the ball. I'll give you an example. Another former Hurricane, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was great in any defense, but Ray Lewis was better in the 3-4 than he was a 4-3 because he even admitted that guys like Tony Saragusa and Sam Adams – kept blockers off of him so he could just find the football and lay a thumping on the running back. So I think Shaq will benefit from a change in philosophy and a change defensively. And uh, the importance of him, like I said, this year is because of depth. And also, you never know about the I-word injuries. You also, the Jaguars will want guys in a bag that they know that, that they're able to develop in case they have to make moves in the future for salary cap reasons, i.e. Joe Schobert. Um, especially if Schobert doesn't really play well this year and Shaq is a younger player. So you always want those guys that you know can play. And if they really can play, and even if Schobert is still around for an extended period, that means you don't have to use picks on guys that you have under contract. So Shaq going in his second year and then a, a surprise uh, a guy in the draft that some people thought had some injuries but there were folks at the beginning of 2000, uh, 2020 that thought Dylan Moses was a first or second round pick. Dylan Moses was a big time recruit uh, out of IMG here in Florida, in South Florida, went to Alabama, played early, got hurt, came back from a knee injury and probably didn't play as well as folks expected him to play after uh, he got back. But Dylan Moses is another guy, 6'2", 
240, 238, 240, could run like the wind and played at a good big-time program, and they ran a 3-4 defense. So uh, they actually ran multiple fronts at Alabama, but he's another one. He was another one that was well worth them picking him up as an undrafted free agent, a guy that won't be intimidated by the level of play and uh, the physicality and the demands that Joe Cullen will put on him because he's used to that stuff from Alabama. So I fully expect that if there's a, a free agent that's going to make this team, an undrafted free agent, that Dylan Moses is the one. I would love to look up and see Shaq Quarterman and Dylan Moses backing up the two guys that we have on the inside because that will bode well. One, they're cheap, and you don't have to spend a lot of money at the position. Two, they're developmental players and guys that are very developable who played at big-time programs in college. And three, it gives us some flexibility and depth and security in knowing that you have guys that are young, that are energetic, that can move around. Um, and, and championship teams are built on guys like that developing and, and turning into something for the team. Everybody can't be a high draft pick and everybody can't be an expensive free agent. So the development aspect of those two players, I believe, is critical for the Jaguars to be able to uh, move forward and, and start. When I used to talk about Dave Caldwell, I said they build a foundation and two years later they tear it down and start over again. Well, if you get these guys developed right, that's something that you won't do. These will be center blocks and centerpieces of your team and your depth and, and, and your development, much like Greenlaw in San Francisco. San Francisco developed him, and now he's right there with Fred Warner, and it allowed them to move on from uh, more expensive pieces uh, in the past and really has allowed them to, to, to fortify that linebacker spot. And uh, that's what you need. You need guys like that that can develop into something. All right, man, so we're going to talk about another group, a group that has improved their athleticism uh, this offseason, and those are the defensive backs and why I think it's important. Now, what I'm going to use to talk about them, it ain't necessarily about them. It's about the coaching staff and what I believe the coaching staff was trying to accomplish in getting these guys and the, the opponents that are going to play against that's going to really test them this year. you got to pay attention because this is what, what what's going on here in the AFC as well as some of the, uh, the, the conference games uh, and the, uh, uh, the um, non-divisional games on the schedule. So we'll talk about that in the third and final segment here on Locked on Jaguars. After betonline.ag is explained to you. What is it? It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action for one. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA action, the playoffs have started. Man, I'm telling you, it's so much action, and guys getting injured, and guys getting hurt. Will the the King and his crew in LA get swept? You can catch the action on BetOnline.ag, man, and put your money and your mind together and get paid before the next pitch or the first tip of baseball and basketball. You need to check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs down the stretch. Head to the website and use your mobile device uh, and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The promo code for the 50% welcome bonus is locked on. I want to tell you, man, about prototype escape games. If you're in Jacksonville, you need to understand something. This is a team-building exercise, man. It's fun for the family, and you guys need to check out the prototype escape games. It's right out here on St. John's Bluff and Beach Boulevard, man. 
You guys, if you know what an escape room is, if you don't, let me tell you. You got to check it out because it's the newest escape room that they have out here at Proto Escape Games. Uh, it's called Locker Room, the Locker Room Game. And what is the Locker Room Game? Well, you're going to save a franchise whose owner is doing the best thing he can for the city and trying to keep it up. But the GM has been making backdoor deals with another European city, and they're trying to move the Panthers out of town. All you need is the proof, and that's where you come in. With the help of a whistleblower security guard, you and your team will infiltrate the locker room during game time, and the mission is to break into the GM's office and get the proof that you need. All right? So you're going to be heroes. You're going to be heroes, and you're going to have a lot of fun doing it with your friends and family. So what you need to do is make an appointment today for you and your friends at Prototype Escape Games, located right here in Jacksonville on the corner of Beach Boulevard and St. John's Bluffs. Visit the prototypejacks.com and use the promo code TONY to receive 10% off of your entire booking. That's right. That's prototypejax.com and use the code TONY to receive 10% 10% off of your booking at Prototype Escape Games. Don't break out of a room, break into one. It's prototypejax.com. All right, man, so the last segment today here on Locked On Jaguars and what we're running it down about is just taking a, a quick look around the team and, and a look at some of the areas on the roster. We gave Brandon Leonard his flowers in the first segment. We talked about Shaq Quarterman and Dylan Moses and what their importance could be to not only this year but the future and the development of the middle part of the defense. And now I want to talk about some young guys on the back end. The Jags did a lot of work. Andre Sisco is safety. They went out, man, and they they got two very athletic uh, defensive backs, uh, got safety from uh, – safety from uh, – I was, I was going to say San Diego. I keep having to check myself. They got safety with Sean Jenkins uh, as a free agent. They paid him good money here. They also got Shaq Griffin to play opposite of uh, last year's first-round pick, C.J. Henderson. And, and shout-out to C.J. too, donating a quarter of a million dollars to his old high school to redo, to redo their uh, football and their, their uh, facilities and their weight room and all of that stuff. So wonderful, wonderful gesture by him also. Uh, we want to make sure we mention that real quick. And, of course, we can't forget they drafted Tyson Campbell with the first pick of the second round in the draft. So what they've done is they've gotten really fast and really long and really lengthy. And the importance of that has – well, it has something to do with them. It has – first of all, kudos to them for fixing the secondary in one season. Two, it gives them a tremendous amount of versatility. And three, at the end of the day, the guys still have to learn where they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do and be receptive to coaching. But it's something that's very important. The Kansas City Chiefs ain't going nowhere, right? The Buffalo Bills are trying to build a track team, and they have Stephon Diggs, who's one of the 15, 20 best players in the NFL, right? The Cleveland Browns are going to get Odell back to go along with Jarvis Landry, and um, they got two good running backs that will also test the defense. So it means you have to be really, really athletic if you're going to topple the top teams in the conference. Now there's this talk that Julio Jones may be uh, a candidate to go to uh, Tennessee. When you have Derrick Henry, just like with Chubb and those guys up in Cleveland, you always got to make sure that you put enough people in the box to be able to tackle Derrick Henry. That means if you're going to do that, you're going to be possibly exposing yourself 
to one-on-one coverage on A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. So you need guys with length and athleticism and the ability to cover a lot of ground. And that's what the Jaguars did. So when you look at those guys, maybe Houston doesn't have a whole bunch right now, but Tennessee definitely does. And the way the Colts play, they throw the ball to multiple receivers. They, the young guy Pittman, they still got T.Y. Hilton, and they also throw it to their backs, and they got three backs that can catch the ball up there. So in order to cover that much ground, they'll test you laterally, they'll test you vertically. You need athleticism and length on the back end. And the Jaguars absolutely did that. They definitely have a tight at corner. And then with the safety position, they wanted guys that could tackle in the open field and the guys that could come, you know, just fly off the screen and, and run. You need guys that are physical, that could tackle at the point of attack, and you also need guys that are lengthy to make those throws more difficult. You, you don't believe me? What did Tampa do well last year? They hit people. You did not get by those receivers, whether you're Green Bay, whether you're uh, Kansas City in the Super Bowl, of course, you, you know, you have to not ignore the pressure that was put on those teams up front, uh, those opponents that they had up front. But the one thing that Tampa did real well at the end of the year is they started tackling well. You catch a ball, uh, at, you, know, you got a six-yard gain, you had a six-yard gain. That's it. Because you wasn't going to shake and bake and get past people. And they really, really did go the extra mile in fixing that part of the team here in Jacksonville. They got guys who can tackle. They got guys who can run. They got guys who are lengthy. And football fields aren't getting any wider. So as many long athletic players as you can stand and get on the back end that all have these traits, and this is why the Tyson Campbell pick is what it was, and this is why Shaq Griffin is what it was, and this is why Rashawn Jenkins and Andre Sisco. You might not like all of those selections, but when you think of them collectively and what that unit now looks like as opposed to a year ago, you're definitely going to like the way that they look. You're definitely going to like the way that they look. So kudos to Urban Meyer and crew uh, for what they did in that area in, in, in the form of team building and changing what that room and the future for those guys look like. They're going to need it this year. They got Cooper Cup in that crew, uh, Deshaun Jackson. They, you know, they got to deal with that. And just think about the Detroit game last year. Kenny Galladay was all over the field, catching everything, jump balls, just out athletic – athletic – can I say this right? Out athletically playing the other team, going up and getting the ball, fighting forward in, in space, coming down with those catches. That's the stuff that has to stop. They need guys that can win one on one. And I think collectively this group will allow them to do that. Plus the ever so important thing of being able to tackle in the open field. So that's what we did today. Brandon Leonard got his roses from Locked On Jaguars for his consistency. We talked about the possibility of depth being added to the linebacker position for, from a team-building perspective and maybe even a future starter down the road. We talked about the athleticism of this young uh, secondary that they've rebuilt in one single offseason. Man, and if you need to get fueled up every morning, and I know you need to, check out the Locked On Today podcast with my man Peter Bukowski because every single morning at about 6 o'clock, Peter Bukowski brings you the Locked On Today podcast. It has all the latest stories from around the world of sports and the use of local experts to give it to you in quick, short form and get you updated so you can get on the move early in the morning. That's Peter Bukowski on the Locked On Today podcast. 
You can find it on the Odyssey app as well as wherever you get your podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That's Monday through Friday. All right, you guys keep taking care of each other, man. We're getting closer and closer to the season. Another OTA tomorrow. I may have more information also on the facility and try to describe this facility that the Jaguars are proposing be built down near the stadium. Until then, you guys keep taking care of each other. This is your man Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars.